0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the
1: geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 237. I'm Schmidt I'm honor And I'm Zook. And we had a Colin, but then Colin. His, his Ethernet killed him.
1: Yeah, Colin was with us and it actually wasn't Ethernet, it was Wi-Fi. I think that something tragic in ky i'm not sure um what is your hand hand doing while you're trying to explain that it's just i'm talking with my hands jazz hands (laughs) that's that's not
2: a jazz hand you were doing this
1: that's really great
0: for a podcast (laughs) in in case you couldn't see that he was doing this guys (laughs) It, it was more like this think of a stress ball
2: maneuver mixed with jazz hands (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, Schmidty has recovered from the uh, the necrotic whopper.
1: <laughs> yeah kind how of. was how was that Schmidty? Did your so, poop turn green?
0: Th- yes, it did, and it was <laughs> green for about a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to tell you, the whopper did taste good. Okay, it 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 was like a barbecue whopper. I don't know an A one whopper. I don't know. It was good for Bur- Burger King. <laughs> Bur- Burger King. For Burger King standards. He just can't speak now. <laughs> yeah, I'm up again. Speak me now, bro.
2: Hashtag Black Whopper problems. <laughs>
1: That's, That's racist. racist.
2: <laughs> okay. Hey, we haven't done sponsors yet. Shout out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Stitcher.com, eaglemoss Limited, and 4814 Web Hosting. Yay. We love you guys. Then we do, actually, because you guys have stuck with us longer than They've
0: some have tolerated
2: us
1: for a long time.
0: I know. Probably because they haven't listened to any of our episodes. Once they probably. do, we're toast.
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah, our sponsors have been with us longer than my f- first wife was.
0: <laughs> Holy
1: cow, you're right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Schmidt just about lost it on his can of Mountain Dew there. Hey, I got um, feedback. Well, you got sorta, feedback.
1: I, I sort of got feedback. What so I don't know, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is I, I have to describe it because I know our listeners can't see it. It's a box, um, like Amazon two, box like standard Amazon box, but it is covered in three cent stamps. <laughs> Someone had to get rid of a lot of stamps. <laughs> three cent stamps all over it. I, I'm showing showing the guys here on my webcam. Um, three cent stamps everywhere, and on it. It's it's got my name and address. It was addressed to me. It's sent via the US Postal Service and it says um it says it says my name and that says aka UFO Cider, Bigfoot Hunter, and helper of all dumb questions I have. Now <laughs> inside the box there was a Nexus seven that has is now mine. Now who do we know of our listeners? <laughs> stands up for the Postal Service and asks us dumb questions. Yeah, that that's right. That would be Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Long time knowing. <laughs> talk. Or, yes.
2: Or, or I don't know. She doesn't talk. She, just...
1: she, she writes awesome emails. That's uh, awesome. But yes, so she sent me a, a Nexus 7. She said, I don't want it anymore. Take it. So thank you, Ashley. I now have all your credit card numbers. Um, your identity is mine. I appreciate that. <laughs> Now wait a minute! You
2: already had a Nexus Seven.
1: Yeah, now I have two, and my kids are all. Well, so which one is ours? Um, how about neither? <laughs> but now no. you can
2: now you can arrange them for like the biggest Google cardboard screens ever.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet!
2: <laughs> Just walking around with two tablets strapped to your face—that
1: would be awesome.
2: If you but guys can't now, tell, I'm doing hand motions with this.
1: I, I just want to give a, a shout-out to Ashley and say thank you for the tablet. I do appreciate it. It will work well as an e-reader for me with my comic books as a backup. That that technically makes Ashley one of our sponsors, right? This episode <laughs> is brought to you by Ashley. There you go. Well, not the Zahner's furniture audio store Because they're not paying us anything.
2: <laughs> Zonner's audio is brought to us by Ashley.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: All right. Well, we have a bit of a follow-up. Um... I want to say it was last episode. um, I brought up the question of Volkswagen, right? And that really crappy thing they did in lying to everyone about their emissions. And they said, don't worry.
0: Two weeks ago, because I remember being on that episode.
2: (laughs) Well, no, because we brought it up, (laughs) I think, every episode since. Yeah, and then
1: we talked about it last week as well, I believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I brought up the question because their CEO now says, don't worry. We're going to recall them and fix them. And I asked the question, How? If it's a software issue, that means they're going to have to tweak the computer to become compliant, right? But doing that is either going to you're either going to lose performance or you're going to lose fuel efficiency. There's no way to, to have it. You know, if you could have the EPA rating plus the fuel efficiency plus the performance, they would have just had that from the very beginning and they wouldn't have lied. So something's got to give. Well, they they came forward um, this week and it's almost like people are listening to us this week cuz they came out with a statement almost immediately after our episode went up and admitted yeah okay uh so this this recall may affect the performance of your vehicle don't worry it won't affect it much but it will be a little bit slower than it was before but don't worry it'll no longer produce 40 times the pollution allowed by the EPA <laughs>
1: Well, and I, I was actually listening to the radio the other day as I was driving into work and they came on with at the top of the hour with their news break or whatever. And, and they said something along the lines of uh, when asked how soon the recall would start, uh, Volkswagen CEO said, well, we're more concerned about getting it right than getting it done quickly. And so, I mean, we may not even be seeing the recall until next year, they were saying, which yep. and this, number, d- this doesn't bode well for them, I don't think.
2: Well, and they may owe their customers some money, as well as all the fines that they're having to pay, as well as everything else. They've now set aside $7.3 billion.
1: <laughs> Only?
2: <laughs> well, the CEO has flat out said he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know if that's going to be enough to cover it.
1: Yeah, that seems a little bit light to me um now volkswagen
2: has said that they aren't considering using loaner cars while your car is being worked on because even though they spew out 40 times more pollution than they should they're still safe to drive i want to know it's like safe for who because <laughs> certainly not anyone around the car evidently
1: <laughs> so do Volkswagens now become the preferred uh Vehicle for committing suicide in your garage with a hose pipe? Ever since Toyota, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I didn't there's... know there was
2: a preferred car for well, that. Well,
1: just the amount of, of pollutants that they're putting out there, I would imagine that they'll kill you quicker since you brought up the safety thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's I just went...
1: I, I went dark. <laughs> I I just... I, I
2: want to imagine i'm so american i've got a gun rack i've got an m16 in there i got 25 round banana clips and i drive a volkswagen diesel
1: (laughs) hey those golfs man they just go
2: (laughs) big old ar-15 rack in the back of his volkswagen golf everything american
1: (laughs) actually i like my ford pickup but thank you
2: no 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 you totally need a volkswagen
1: no, I really don't. The nice
2: eco diesel. <laughs> okay. Um so this episode has a theme. Let's see if you can pick up on it. <clears throat> First headline.
1: Scott's Trade has been hacked. Yeah. Um, that is Scott trade is are those the lawn guys no, or are, no, are those the the stock market online day trader people well
2: we wouldn't really care if uh, the, the grass guys were hacked would we um, yeah so Scott's trade uh, which is a retail brokerage and uh, day trading like you said was hacked and they may have lost the public the private information and social security information on 4.6 million of their customers.
1: That's a lot, um, by the yeah, way. <laughs> can I tell you guys, um are you a Scott trade customer? <laughs> I'm actually not, so I'm surprised they got hacked <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we better target something else just so they don't catch on to uh to us targeting Zoner. <laughs> yeah,
2: um. Our next headline, and don't worry, we'll go back over these. But I, I felt it's good for the flow to cover all of them. The next one, uh, Patreon has been hacked. Uh, Patreon is an, this is an interesting one to uh, to be sure. Patreon is oh geez, schmidt how would you describe it? Because you're more um, familiar with it.
0: It's it's a way to uh, to donate money in a in a kind of like a crowdfunding way uh, to artists, uh, people who put out content regularly.
1: Uh, it's a subscription-based donation model, I guess. So, it, so. It, instead of doing like a fifty-dollar donation on a Kickstarter, you donate three bucks a month. Yeah,
0: and in turn, they promise to uh, give you content based on your donations. And there's different tiers, like there are on Kickstarter. And, yeah.
2: It's like a way to sign up for extra content from providers you like. And providers like YouTube channels, podcasts, comics. It's meant for the arts. Crypton yeah. um,
0: Radio has a Patreon station. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, Loop Pay. Loop Pay has been hacked. Zonar, What's do you a, use any of these so I, far? I,
1: I, I don't. So, not yet. I think we're still safe.
2: Loop Pay is, of course, uh, we've talked about this on this show, actually. Colin hates them. Uh, but they were the. They were the electronic payment specialists who actually had, it. I, I believe they were the ones who were working on magnetic strip technology that you could have on your phone that could actually run through card readers. They were purchased by Samsung, and their technology was looped into, oh, sorry, that was a bad pun, was wrapped into <laughs> Samsung Pay.
1: I, I liked it. I thought it was a good pun.
2: Yeah, so uh, all of Loop Pay's technology, hacked technology, I might add, um, has been put into Samsung Pay. Excellent. And finally, Uber was hacked.
0: By possibly a Lyft user?
2: <laughs> I don't know if we can call this one a hack. I'm going to be honest with you. Um So, what they found out was that someone accessed their internal network and downloaded some data using a security key, an internal security key, which they accidentally published to the web. Now, they're quick to point out, well, no one else found it. No one else got it and used it to get in. We think it was the chief technology officer of Lyft. You can't really say they hacked you, though, if you basically
0: left the key out in the open,
1: no, not technically, point. but
0: but um I guess the the type of hack we're talking about here is unwanted access. When someone gains unwanted access to a system, it is a hack no matter the process used to, to get into the system. That is true. That is true. So I just I give you my password, but I don't want you to log into my account. You're still hacking, yeah. even though I gave you my password. I said, <laughs> I
2: don't know, I, I I get what you're saying, and yeah, technically you're right. I just don't know if we can necessarily include it. Now, the information that was taken from Uber has not been found anywhere. Uh, there's no, there, there isn't even really proof that it was taken on purpose. So, it's very possible that someone, maybe someone from Lip, maybe someone who wasn't, saw this key online, says, ooh, super secret Uber password key. Decided to click on it, use it, saw. Oh my gosh, this is real. Well, okay, better get out and left, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's that's possible. That's all that happened. We don't know.
0: Well, um, if we're not seeing anything, it it might be a, a case of uh, corporate espionage. Where it, I mean, if it is someone from Lyft, they got they went in, got some customer data for use in their own marketing department or whatever, you know, and and it, they they wouldn't publish that; they'd keep it for themselves. So might just be a corporate espionage case
2: very possibly yeah now i i don't know is anyone else
1: getting really tired of hearing of all these hacks i i am because usually i'm involved in a negative way with them so Fair but i got i got to be honest i'm kind of happy this week that i don't feel like i need to worry about going and getting identity protection this week
2: are you sure so, though
1: <laughs> I, i'm fairly certain
2: you're not secretly uh, a day trading Uber driver who likes to get extra content.
1: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that's a secret, Zook. We're not supposed on, to discuss that. <laughs> on one hand, as as a
0: as a web developer, I uh, I like hearing about these because it's um, it it opens up. Uh, uh, it's kind of educational, you know. I I see how other sites are getting hacked, and so I'm starting to educate myself on. Well, if I were to build a website, how do I make it secure? You learn from the failures of others, right? Um, but on the other hand, it's kind of scary because it's there are so many people trying to breach security that no matter what you do to be secure, you're always someone is always going to attempt to attempt hack on you if you if you become popular or have you know a lot of traffic. So it's both a good thing and a bad thing for <laughs> for web developers alike.
2: Well, this is how I can tell that we've never become popular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. We get a lot of hits from, like, Russia and China.
2: We do, uh, actually. And Poland.
1: And Poland, yeah. But now, Schmitty, a couple things here, and I just got completely distracted, so I hope I can bring my mind back around them. You mentioned that you use this as to kind of as a lear- learn from. hmm uh, are you the only one that's like doing that? Because I look at all these sites and they keep <laughs> they keep getting it. So I'm pretty sure you're the only one that's looking at this as a learning perspective from a learning. I, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not the only one. So I don't know. So I mean, that's just this is ridiculous. It it really kind of scares me because I'm not a good programmer at all, and these people are supposedly good programmers that are going out and building these sites and these systems that get hacked almost daily now are the hackers just that good i it i get that the hacker just needs to find one way in and there could be a lot of potential ways but still you would think if you're responsible for four and a half million customers you're gonna try and keep that data locked down pretty tight
0: yeah yeah there there definitely are a lot of different ways to to hack something and, and so so if a site gets hacked it doesn't necessarily say automatically that that the developers of that site are are morons um but it does mean that there was a security hole somewhere that didn't get plugged up for some reason um that being said it kind of kind of leads more uh, lends more credence to um services like like amazon web services and things like that people that are big enough and well established into in 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 the security realm um that you can where you can put your website and your services where you already know it's safe you know people trying to build their own systems are always going to have security holes if they don't think to plug them all up and it's it's almost impossible to to think of them all or, or get them all
2: Back in the day, uh, and this is nine years ago, I think, Schmidty and I started a site called infinitegeek.com. It never actually took off. We never really did a whole lot. We had a lot of plans for it. I learned how to make a flash intro, which is, you know, (laughs) useless this day and age. Uh, But it was hosted on my home server in my basement. And on a whim, one day, I decided I would install Microsoft Exchange. Why not? You know, hey, I have a server, I'm playing with it, I'll figure it out. Within hours of finishing the install, like it hadn't even finished installing all of the updates, within hours, someone had found it and exploited it as an open relay. The next time I logged into that server, two days later, I had 57,000 notifications waiting for me from the built in security that I had put on saying how. This email has been blocked. This email has been blocked. It had sent out 57,000 spam messages from my IP address, and it had notified me every single time it had bounced back. And my private IP address had been <laughs> blacklisted. There are bots out there that just sit around doing nothing but searching for vulnerabilities.
0: And most common ones, yeah.
2: Yeah, and and admittedly, I mean, this was nine years ago. I didn't know what I was doing, and I had no business doing that. But it worries me because, Zahner, you mentioned that these programmers are the best. No, they're not. They're just people who get paid to do it. That doesn't necessarily mean they know what they're doing.
1: Which is true. And unfortunately, you know, we've all been in IT business a long time. Just because you're in the business doesn't mean you know jack crap.
2: And if one of them puts out a bit of login code that just seems like it's working okay, they may not know until an hour later that, oh, hey, by the way, you've already been compromised. Yeah. <laughs> site's going yeah. up, site's going down.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, and when I say the best, you look at a company, they're going to hire the best person that they can get for the job. Now, for regardless the price. for the price, they've got parameters that they have to stick within so for these companies for scott trade those were the best developers you know those you know for all these other companies home depot and freaking blue cross they were the best developers that they had well not just that but scott trade being a financial corporation
0: has higher standards to adhere to
1: and there's a lot of standards to adhere to yeah
0: because they do financial transactions. And so that's that's kind of scary to think that even if you're adhering to these higher standards doesn't mean
1: you're 100% bulletproof. No, it doesn't. Which is scary. Cuz yeah. no matter how good you, these guys are, there's it just takes one just takes one time.
2: Yeah. So that's the theme for this episode. Everyone got hacked
1: except Zoner. <laughs> yeah. Strangely, Zoner. <laughs> How did that happen?
2: Um, Okay, so into some kind of funny news, I think personally funny. A couple weeks ago, right after the Apple event, when they introduced the iPad Pro, I wrote an article, an op-ed piece on StolenDroids.com about how silly it is to make an existing iPad just a little bit bigger and call it Pro. And I gave some thoughts about what could actually make it Pro. And I think my idea was kind of brilliant. Because I'm conceited like that. But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so humble you are. Yeah, well,
2: oh, you know, totally. But the idea was, and this isn't a new idea. Windows manufacturers and OEMs have been trying this for years to very limited success. The idea is a laptop where the screen is actually an iPad. And when it's docked with the laptop, it's running full blown OS X. And when you undock it, it switches over to its own internals and it's an iPad. Right? We've seen things like that before, but my point was that none of them have ever worked because when you undock it, it's suddenly an Android tablet, or it's Windows RT, or the tablet is always what's running it, meaning that even when it's docked, the performance is horribly slow because it's just a tablet. My idea was to have all the internals of a MacBook in the dock and all the internals of an iPad in the tablet. Turns out Microsoft reads stolen droids because they introduced the <laughs> Surface Book this week at their new event. The Surface Book is a little bit larger than any other Surface. It's a 13-inch screen, and when it's a tablet, it's just running—it's w- running Windows 10, full blown Windows 10. But it's just a Surface. Everything's great. Then you dock it to its base, and there's a secondary processor in the base, plus extra storage, plus a dedicated graphics processor. So it becomes a full-blown Ultrabook. And it's advertised to get 12 hours of battery life. So, two possibilities. And I'll put them out here to you guys, and you guys can help me decide which one it is. Possibility one. They read stolen droids a lot. And after reading my article three, four weeks ago, they said, Hey, that's a really good idea. Let's get a prototype thrown together in time for our press conference in a month and get it ready for market possibility too i really just wrote something that everyone else has been thinking about for years and apple is that far behind the times
1: no apple's innovative
2: okay so it must be must be number one then has to be okay microsoft you owe me (laughs)
1: yeah you can just make that check out to (laughs) Zoner. i'll get
2: a i'll get a box with an old nexus 7 you get the check
1: (laughs) hey it's in good shape. It's running better than my other Nexus 7.
2: Now, um, this is not cheap. It's going to be starting at $1,500. And that seems just ludicrously expensive from a home user standpoint. But Not uh,
1: if you're a Mac user, though.
2: Oh, true. Yeah, if you're a Mac user, this is a, this is a total steal. Actually, even then, it's still kind of expensive, and we'll get into that. But this, I have determined, is not intended for the home user. This is for the CEO or the high-level executive who, let's face it, most of the cost of the laptop is written off by the company anyway. It's just their status symbol. It's very capable. it's uh, It's very easy to use, but it's Windows, so they can use it. And it's really par for the course for those really thin Ultrabooks that you see your executives walking around with. They also released the uh, new Surface Pro Four. Uh, not really much to say about that. It's faster. It's better. What else do you say to that?
1: It's more innovative. That's yes. what you- oh wait no, that's Max thing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, and HP at the same time in an unrelated event um, also brought out their Surface Killer. It's kind of interesting to me. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Everyone said that the Surface, when it first came out a few years ago, was just the worst idea for a tablet. Yeah, the kickstand's kind of cool, but no one's ever going to use it, right? It's just going to immediately die off. And initially, it seemed like everyone was right, because no one was buying it. You know, I I had a Surface, but I didn't even buy it. I ended up selling it. Um, But here we are. It's the fourth iteration later. Apple's trying to combat them with the iPad Pro. Google's trying to combat them with the Pixel C, which I still think is a gorgeous-looking tablet, and HP is trying to mimic them with the NVX 2. So is it safe to say that maybe everyone was wrong and that maybe the Surface is more popular than people thought? Because I still don't think it's being
0: sold much. I I think it has a lot to do with the software. I mean, iPad has been a hit since the beginning because the software just works and that's really cliche (laughs) but it it just works the software made it work when the when the surface first came out what was it windows 7 or was Mm -hmm. it windows 8 by then it it was 8 okay um and and by then windows 8 hadn't really been uh, solidified as a tablet operating system was still really clunky and and besides people didn't really know how to use windows 8 yet it was still really really new Windows 10 has come around and completely revitalized that uh, the tablet industry because it works way better than Windows 8 in in a tablet setting, um, and it's 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 doing a lot better than than most most other I mean Android and iOS I, uh, iOS combined. Like it's just it's blowing everything out of the water with the same same. Uh, infrastructure so
2: yeah i i think you're right i it'll be interesting to see if they're able to get that price point down maybe not for the mac for the surface book because that's unreasonable but if they can get a windows tablet down to the cost of an entry-level ipad you know a good sized one that people want to use it i think it'd be really interesting to see how this market suddenly changes
0: yeah that'll be interesting (laughs) Now, The
2: Verge has a really cool uh, chart here. They have the Surface Pro, Surface Pro, th- sorry, Surface Pro three, Surface Pro four, Surface Book, MacBook Air, iPad Pro, MacBook Pro, and it lists all their different stats. And the reason I say that Zarya may be a little bit wrong is because it turns out the Surface Book is more expensive than any of them. The second place one comes to the MacBook Pro, which we would expect at thirteen hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I when I made that joke about, or that comment, rather, about Mac users, Mac users pay a lot. The Surface Pro, 1300 bucks. I mean, or no, the MacBook Pro, sorry, $1,300. bucks. they are accustomed to paying a lot of money for their for Yes, their they hardware. are. Yes, so. they are.
2: Now, um, what's really interesting to me is looking through these stats, I mean, it shows the RAM, the storage, the cameras, the weight, the processor, the resolution, is the fact that the Surface Book Blows them all out of the water.
1: Yeah. But what about the camera? Because, you know, the camera. Innovative. Camera still,
0: yeah. It has a front and a rear camera. 5 megapixel versus 8 megapixel. The MacBook Pro only has one front-facing camera, and that's a, a 2 megapixel, is it? I, it says yeah, I 720p, right.
2: but it's... I think you're right. 720p, I believe, is a 2 megapixel. Um, but, yeah, it's lighter. It's smaller. It has a slightly larger screen. It has way higher resolution. It has the same amount of RAM. It has the same amount of storage. It has faster CPU. It has active stylus, removable keyboard. It can go as a tablet. It's um, it's a slick device. It really is. It's <laughs> actually. I'm a Microsoft fan, and honestly, this is kind of surprising to me. It's like they just walked straight up to Apple and stole their milkshake.
1: And slapped him. Yeah, it's a high resolution. Made them watch him while they ate it.
2: (laughs) They drank their milkshake all up
1: in the
0: yard. I, it's It's even lighter than the MacBook Pro. (laughs) I know,
2: right? And if they can hit that twelve-hour battery mark, which let's be perfectly honest, I think they're fudging a bit on that one. I think they mean in Surface mode, in, in tablet mode,
0: it'll hit that the first time you try it out. And then after that, it'll, like, be eight hours and that's six hours. No, no it,
1: it'll do 12 hours every day in standby. Come on, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, Come there's on, no way give them you can credit. run a
2: laptop with a dedicated graphics processor for 12 hours.
1: Black magic.
2: I'm just saying. It's just fact. Hashtag fact.
1: They also (laughs) released a
2: a new Surface Band, which actually has a curved face, not a round face, a curved face, so it looks like women's jewelry, and metal accents on the side. Now, before Android Wear came out, or really made it big, I was a big fan of the Microsoft Band. But since Android Wear has really started to get really beautiful, I I gotta say, the band still just looks clunky and kind of useless, it looks like it's trying to be a rich man's Fitbit, in which case just go out and buy a Fitbit.
0: I like my Fitbit, Well, the Fitbit can't sync to your email and all all the other stuff that that the band can do. But I, but I, I see your point. I'm I'm trying to to no I, I I got you. <laughs> it
2: it definitely looks slick, and it has some more functions than a Fitbit. But you compare that to an Android Wear device yeah. of the same price, surprisingly, and the Android Wear device actually looks like a watch that can do a
0: lot more. And you can play Ingress from it. So,
1: well, Hey,
2: I'm winner, winner, <laughs> right there.
1: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Now, if I can start to play
2: Ingress with my Microsoft HoloLens, all bets are off.
1: There you go.
2: I'm going to look like I'm just drugged out of my gourd walking around town capturing portals hey by the way shout out to all of our enlightened teammates out there who are listening i just started playing this game at comic-con and i'm already a level six and as soon as i try and invite anyone everyone tells me oh yeah i've been playing that game for years so evidently there's more of you out there than i thought shout out to you all by the way i
1: just want to say long live the resistance so (laughs)
2: Yeah, we're yeah. trying to get you over to our
0: side, dude. Whatever help you sleep at night, Zoner, but we all know the Enlightened is where it's at.
2: <laughs> you want to be enlightened. Look, I'm we'll so it. enlightened, we'll... I'm calling out what Microsoft is doing weeks in advance. <laughs>
1: don't worry, guys,
0: we'll have Zoner switch by the end of the year.
1: Don't don't fool yourself, Zeke. They're stealing <laughs> our ideas.
2: No, talk about stealing. Um, so, I kind of jokingly said in my article weeks ago that... This was me writing that article then, and then three years, Apple will come out with exactly that idea. Who wants to put money now that's going to take less than three years because Microsoft has come out with a product like it?
1: Oh, I'm sure it'll be next year. Next year? Be, yeah, and it'll be innovative.
2: Schmidt do you th- say next year? Do you say three years?
1: Um, I'll go
0: halfway and say two years.
2: Okay, so go one year, two years, three years. But sometime within the next three years, Apple will come out with a brand new, never before seen product that they've invented all their own. That is basically the exact same as the Surface Book and what I described in my article. Yep, just okay. saying. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, an Apple news.
0: And innovative, ta- apparently.
2: Yeah, they've been talking about this for a while. An Apple car. Now, I've never taken this seriously. I've never reported on it. I don't think we've ever had any headline about it on the show because they've, they're have they always going on about the Apple car, the iCar. For like the past eight years, they've been going on about it, and we've never seen anything to confirm it. Then they came out with Apple um, CarPlay, and I was thinking, well, maybe that's what everyone was going on about. Hey, that's not so bad. That's a good idea, Right. No, it turns out they're actually wanting to get involved in self-driving electric cars.
0: I
1: How, how many years behind Google are they on this? Let's
0: well, see, two. Google's been working on their prototype for uh, about six years now. So, there you go. <laughs>
1: and they've logged over a million miles. So, yeah, they've got some ground to make up. Now,
2: here's my big question, and this isn't me trying to be funny or cute, but... We all remember Apple Maps, right? <laughs> what What happens when Apple Maps isn't just directing you, it's actually in control?
0: Wow. <laughs> the apocalypse yeah, no. is nigh. It'll be using Google Maps.
2: <laughs> actually, it'd be using uh, Microsoft's Here Maps.
0: No, though, I I'm going to call this right now since this is the prediction show now, I guess, Um, there's going to be legislation, more legislation coming out about self-driving cars, right? Um, Somewhere in the legislation is going to be the verbiage relating to, um, in order for the navigation to be uh, up to par with with these standards, you need to be using Google Maps. And so the Apple car will have to use, will have to adhere to those standards and use Google Maps, further navigation. Hmm. Why do you think Maps. that will be? Is that because Google's going to pay off the politicians? No, because Google Maps has been around uh the longest and they pro- well, okay, not MapQuest. Not not longer than MapQuest, but they have gotten so much more accurate than any other map provider because of the uh the data feedback they get from active users.
2: I I, I agree, but I disagree because I, even though I like Microsoft and I liked Nokia before them and I like the here maps, I have to agree with you. Google maps is just better. They're more accurate. They're always updating. They're always evolving. I have to disagree because I don't think the government would ever say that you have to go with this one private company's service. I think instead the government would try and take over Google maps and say, okay, you provide this to the Department of Transportation, and we'll make that the standard. And I don't think Google will go for it. And that that's the big hiccup I see there.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah so either way, there has to be a security standard. I mean, a safety standard. Um, and... Uh <laughs> so, yeah, so I... Either way, there has to be a, a safety standard. And I think, um, uh, I mean, because these self-driving cars rely so much on accurate maps, uh, there, there's going to have to be a standard set. And whether, whether or not it's your solution, Zook, or or, or just going with a straight-up third party like, like Google, it, it's, it's going to have to be one of the two. I don't right.
2: Know. No, no, I, I totally understand. I totally agree with you there. I just – especially, I mean, we live in the suburbs. We all do. The suburbs of our respective cities. And in a lot of these, developments are popping up all the time, which means the streets are changing frequently. And if I didn't know where Schmitty or honor lived, and I tried to get even Google Maps for quite a while there, if I tried to get Google Maps to give me directions to Schmitty's house, it would have driven me off into a lake. (laughs) Because it just didn't know where he was.
0: Yeah, it it took two or three years to get the map data of my particular neighborhood updated um, the, uh, in contrast though the new the new phase next to where I live only took two months yeah. so now, google's gotten experience.
2: faster they 've gotten better and they've gotten faster, but there's a delay in all of the mapping services, yeah which let's be honest, unless they have automated cars constantly patrolling all of our streets there's going to be a delay in that information oh that's a scary thought. <laughs>
0: That, oh, kind of. Well, so yeah, that it, it may lead to a couple problems. And, and I realize we're going off on a big tangent here, but um, it leads to a couple problems. If if the driverless cars are indeed 100% driverless and give you no manual overrides, that means if there's a place that you need to get to that's not in the system's navigation, it won't be able to go to that new place even though there's this road right in front of you it's going to say nope sorry this is where i stop get out and walk you know
2: <laughs> just that is an apple thing to do you're yeah. driving me wrong get out all
0: right <laughs> <You're> trying- <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had a second point but i <laughs> sorry i've been derailed so i mean I, every every car is going to have to have a manual override unless they can have a to the minute update process or maybe not to the minute but at least to the day you know an update process that that all the uh, cars can go off of and so far we don't have that
2: google and amazon will team up and amazon's fleet of drones will be linked directly into Google's mapping service. And just like (laughs) Google actually has a a link bot that it sends around a a spider to crawl pages to add to their search engine, there will just be drones always crawling all over the U.S. (laughs) mapping new streets.
0: That would actually be kind of (laughs) cool.
2: Sure, in a Skynet kind of way. Anywho, so... (laughs) Supposedly, there's this uh, there's this op-ed piece on Engadget about uh, the Apple iCar, and they're going on about how it's good that Apple's late to the car game because this way they can learn from everyone else's mistakes, right? That they have an easier entry point. Well, that may be more true than they expect because, according to Elon Musk, Apple has been hiring everyone who's been fired from Tesla. <laughs> that's um, that's not a great track record.
0: I mean what what do you mean by that? Not a great track record.
2: Well, wouldn't you want someone who is a really good person in their field? Not someone who was fired? I see what you're saying.
1: Well, I guess well, it depends why were on they the fired reason. though? I mean, Yeah, if, if they
0: if they're fired for an, uh, an HR discretion or or you know, stealing paperclips, clips doesn't mean they're a bad engineer.
2: <laughs> that's true. I guess Means they're a bad a bit, employee. <laughs> I, I, I guess that is me kind of getting up on my moral high horse. You know, well, uh, sure, this car won't kill me or anything, but it was made by someone who was really into sexual harassment.
0: (laughs) I mean, on the other hand, though, I mean, like, learning where this op-ed says that it's good that they're starting late because they can learn from other people's mistakes. It's hard to learn from Google's mistakes because they've logged how many miles in their self-driving cars, and they... Haven't gotten in any accidents that has been a cause of the car itself. I think there's 15 accidents or so, but they've all been caused by other drivers, human drivers.
2: Right. So. And and for for comparison, in a million miles, most humans get more than 15 accidents. Yeah. So that's, that's impressive still. Yeah. Um, you know the funny thing about Elon Musk? As brilliant as he is, you can tell he's definitely not a political CEO, right? <laughs> he's not <laughs> you know, that. He just kind of says it how he feels all the time.
1: Know, I really like that though. It, it kind of reminds me and to a much lesser extent of, um, John Legere from T-Mobile dude, just he's out there pissing off the world because he can. Um, but yeah, Elon Musk, he just kind of does what he thinks is going to be successful and it's working.
2: The two of them should team up.
1: Could you? Oh, well, could you imagine?
2: Get free T-Mobile inside every single Tesla car. Immediately okay. update any map information because it has an always-on four G thing, <laughs> and T-Mobile will start working better because Elon Musk is in charge of it.
0: Yeah. Well, if history teaches us anything, we know that that kind of attitude, or that that, that kind of you know, speak your mind attitude, does get results. I mean, Steve. Look, look at Steve yeah. Jobs.
2: No, you're exactly right. Yeah, look at Apple. Um. Uh,
0: and and I just watched a documentary on um, the the first nuclear submarines. Uh, uh, Rickover was his last name. He was he was like a, a Steve Jobs of the '60s, you know, or, or '50s. And they wouldn't have been able to do that without without that kind of personality behind the helm. No, yeah. pun intended.
2: <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right. Um, before we no no, let's actually go right into Amazon. Then I did kind of allude to them earlier. Um, Switching gears into the weird. Okay, so we've never talked about Etsy on this show, but you guys know what it is, right? Yes. I'm not sure I do. Uh, it seems like it's an online storefront for people who don't make want things. to have an online storefront.
0: <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's an online storefront for people who make things that, that want to sell them. Without it's,
2: making their own site.
0: Or yeah, because because I mean, and just what we were talking about earlier in this episode, if if you want to do something right, it's better to go with a third party service so you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, I, I I'm making these cool necklaces. I don't know how to make a website, and I don't want to worry about it. So that's what Etsy does. Etsy provides that service for you. You say, all right, here's my inventory. Here's what I'm making. This is the price. Okay, and it's okay. taken care for you.
2: That makes sense. I get that. Um, it's also seemed kind of oh, how do I say this without sounding insulting? Um, it, it kind of seems like a place you go to sell your wares when you'd want to do it on the sly. Like you don't want to open up a business and you don't want to actually have a storefront, but you still want to sell well, these things you made. And that probably is of. very unfair because I, I happen to know some people who sell stuff through Etsy. Yeah.
0: It, it, well, yeah, it, you're, you're kind of right. I'll, you can sell things on Etsy without having a business license. Um, but the people that do move more volume, obviously, depending on the location, have to have a business license. And so it's you're, you're, you're half right.
2: <laughs> well, Amazon wants in on that. Yeah. Because they're going to launch their own storefront where they will sell handmade items. I'm kind of wondering why this wasn't already a thing. Like, at first I was going, oh, geez, why, Amazon? Why do we really need that? And then I got thinking... No, wait a minute. Amazon sells freaking everything. They sell TV shows now.
0: Why yeah. weren't they already doing this? Yeah. Eh, it makes sense. I mean, it's just one more niche that they hadn't covered before, and now they're covering it. I, I think it's kind of cool. My only question is, does this does this cover 3D printed things? Because oh. uh, they're not necessarily handmade. I mean, Etsy, you can sell 3D printed stuff, but because this is called handmade, does it explicitly mean it has to be handmade or can i 3d print it and sell it not to mention
2: that there's always the question of copyright infringement when it comes to handmade things we're geeks right and so a lot of geeky things some places won't sell because they infringe on a character or a likeness well obviously it infringes on mario it's a mario t-shirt because it's inspired by mario like you don't even, I don't even have to say anything else. I just have to say the word Mario, and you know who I'm talking about. So, of course, it's in regards to that Mario. And we've experienced it with our storefront. A lot of resellers and a lot of storefronts will shut it down, saying, sorry, it's infringing. Etsy, not so much. Will yeah, Amazon,
1: Etsy's just, will Etsy's Amazon like be holding it? like the Wild West. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and a lot of copyright holders didn't like that. Amazon's a bigger entity. They can get in a lot more trouble. Their fines can be a lot bigger, so will they still have that kind of freedom? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just saying, it's kind of weird that way. We don't know. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Amazon to go whole hog. I'm like, you can buy an adoption through them, and. You know, they're, at one point they will merge with the Silk Road. We know this, right?
0: It's, they merged the the Amazon dash button with buying a baby. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I want another baby. Click. Click. No, no, I meant
2: Russian bride. Crap, wrong button. <laughs> wrong dash button. <laughs> <laughs> I need a kilo of coke. That was easy.
1: Oh, sorry, that's wow. staples. Uh, and surprisingly, I don't disapprove. <laughs> We
2: know you don't. Okay, um, into funny news. Remember um, Google becoming Alphabet? Yes. And their kind of funny URL they bought, abc.xyz. Yes. They
1: bought alphabet. a new one. Was-
0: <laughs> and what is that new one? Can you can you spill it out for us?
2: I can't. I can't pronounce <laughs> it. I tried pronouncing it. It's Alphabet.com.
0: No, big Big Bird taught me it's Ab Jekyll Monopker Stewiches. <laughs> really? You never You never watched that episode on Sesame Street? It's this whole song. We'll We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. We'll We'll say it again. Ab Jekyll Dot com. Dot com.
1: Dot
2: <laughs> com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this went from being the dumbest headline to being awesome. <laughs> Uh, this is brought to you by Sesame Street. <laughs> I want I want them to be a sponsor because only you would be able to say it. <laughs> this week we're brought to you by Afkardefki
0: Jackelmanakersduiches. <laughs>
2: They're like some extinct animal. It's the Alphabet People. It's a b. It's a to z dot com. Now, now here's the question: Are they going to like? have their regional ones in other languages
0: <laughs> they have like an enye i'm just saying like the, the there's a lot more characters alphabet. in the
2: japanese alphabet so for their dot jp domain is it gonna have to be all that
0: that's not utf-8 <laughs> there,
2: there's um, some poor person in saudi arabia going i have no idea how to type our alphabet into the url <laughs>
0: I just feel bad for the people that have to have their email address with this domain on it.
2: <laughs> no reply at... After <laughs> Actually, it sounds like a character from Monsters, Inc. Um, also in uh, Google News, and this one kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm not really sure what to make of it because I haven't seen it in effect yet, but they just launched their new Accelerated Mobile Pages project. Now... They're not the first ones to do that. Uh, Facebook, Apple, they all tried it as well, but they required you to buy in so that their services would accelerate the pages for you. Google, on the other hand, is not having a buy-in system. They're just doing it for people, which on one hand is pretty freaking cool, and on the other hand, I don't know if I like that idea, because if I own a website, and hey, what do you know, I do i don 't want you in charge of delivering the content to people because that means that you can inject man in the middle ads. I would be the one to provide the content, but at the it, same time, having instantaneously loading pages is kind of cool
0: yeah it, from what I understand it's kind of like that uh, the uh, the amp html standard is more of a more of a Guideline on how to build your website so it loads faster in in the mobile realm so it's not necessarily going through them it's just it's just a way to um, structure your website so that when it does load up on on Google or on on a mobile uh, browser and i'm assuming it's going to only work on chrome mobile uh, then it will it will know how to render that website in a faster manner
2: so. well truth be told if it's a standard and from the constant description of AMP HTML, then so long as the mobile browser supports AMP HTML, any mobile browser should be able to render it,
0: right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, starting out, I'm assuming it was... Sorry, I meant to qualify that with at first. No, you're probably right.
2: Now, um, I just went to WordPress.com on my mobile phone, and I made sure I was on uh, mobile data, not my Wi-Fi. And yeah, it loads pretty much instantly. And it looks pretty good doing it. So does this have something to do with that compression technique we talked about in an episode a few weeks ago?
0: Probably. It probably uses some of that. The rotley. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The, the tiny bread. Tiny bread. There'd be tiny thing. bread on my phone.
0: <laughs> it's better than being on fire.
2: Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> few things aren't. Um, Okay. This is not in our headlines here, but I felt it's worth bringing up. The new Chromecast did launch this week. It's still $35. It's not really any better than the previous one, but that means it's still just as good a deal. Uh, The internals don't get as hot, and it can now hit wireless AC speeds. That being said, I've been using mine on just wireless N. I have no problems. So, it's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, It's kind of interesting because it's kind of like, oh, it's the same price and it does the same thing, so it's still the same good value. It's just round now.
0: Yeah. It, it does have a more flexible HDMI plug, whereas the other one, it it sticks out from where your HDMI uh, port is. Well, which it is kind of had and, to because yeah.
2: it's round now. Yeah. And so if you have two HDMI ports side by side and it plugged straight in, it would have blocked the other one. So yeah. it makes sense.
0: Well, if you have, you have the issue with my TV where the HDMI port faces right towards the wall and I only have like an inch and a half of clearance, oh, I needed to get a, a small HDMI extension to to bend it around that. So this, this kind of improves on that where it has an extra, you know, it's, it's a bendy wire. Didn't instead. your
2: Chromecast come with an extension? <clears throat> um, mine did. It came with a 4-inch extension.
0: Oh, you're right. It it did. I didn't buy an extra. I I bought an extra one for the Roku. That's right. Okay.
2: Speaking of Roku, they released a new Roku 4 as well. Yes, they did. It has oh, 4K. Okay.
0: Sorry. Going back to the Chromecast, they also did release the Chromecast Audio. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. just for streaming audio, and you plug that straight into your, your speakers, um, which is awesome because then you're not usurping an entire TV just to play audio. <laughs> so...
2: Now, yeah, I, that's a cool idea. I don't see it taking off as much because anyone who plays their audio to their speakers typically already has some kind of setup for that. Uh, yes. Bluetooth has been an included feature in a lot of stereo receivers for many years now.
0: It's true. Though so. c- casting is now actually faster than than connecting via Bluetooth. Even if true. your device is has remembered the pair, and uh i mean that that is relatively quick if you've already paired the device um flipping it on it that there still is some lag uh casting with chromecast is it half the time so there's an appeal to that
2: and let's be honest a chromecast audio dongle is cheaper by far than a bluetooth adapter for most stereos yep so there's that um the roku 4 what did we gain not much really 4K resolution <laughs> yeah that's that's really it so um if you have 4K TVs get the get the Roku 4 it's um, flat
1: it's, if, it's bigger
2: if if you're like anyone else in the nation um don't cuz <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm still not sold on 4K. I love 4K. Don't get me wrong. Schmitty and I uh, and and Dr. Squishy, we went to CES. We saw 4K. We saw 8K. I think we saw a 12K prototype. Um, I think they were pulling our leg, honestly. But it was labeled 12K. And they were gorgeous, you know, for that 30-second looped video that we saw. But in in the home, no one has it yet. Don't go out and buy something that's labeled 4K right now because... There's no way you're getting content to it. Just saying. Not yet. Now, if you're an early adopter and have uh, a lot of money and you already have 4K stuff, then sure. Yeah, go for it. And I'll shut up because I want you to give me some money. (laughs) Um, Into our favorites this week. Mine is the coolest freaking thing ever. I want to say this is a Google project. Uh, Yeah, it's a Chrome experiment. uh, Just click on it. Just go to it. Um, And be ready for your computer's fan to kick on really loud because it takes quite a bit of horsepower. It is the visible galaxy in your browser. You can zoom in all the way down to our sun. You can zoom out all the way to the galaxy and nearly any stage in between. You can see other stars in our solar neighborhood. You can pull up facts about them. You can rotate. You can check them. It's just freaking cool. Um, I mean, there's nothing else I can really say. Do it. It's just I, I wasted so many hours this week, just kind of flying between stars and spinning them around. It's just, it's just cool.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, my favorite uh, is also in the theme of space. Uh, this is a scale solar system. Um, these guys, uh, Wiley Overstreet and Alex Gorosh, I guess. Uh, decided to make a scale solar system with the, uh, the earth being the size of a, a marble. Uh, so they, they did all the math. They, they um, decided how big everything else would need to be. Went to a dry lake bed in Nevada. And not only did they set up the full scale solar system, but then they also filmed it, filmed the orbits and uh, animated the orbits of each of the planets around, around the sun. And it, it looks really awesome. The uh, the finished product is it's it's quite amazing how how vast our solar system is. So uh, check it out,
2: Zanner. What, what favorite do you have? What enlightening, <laughs> awe-inspiring thing that shows us the beauty of the universe and our place in it? What, what what link did you bring us this week?
1: Well, you know, if you've ever listened to me on any of our shows, you know that I really have no shame, especially when it comes to poop. And I discovered a new product this week called the Squatty Potty, which changes the way you poop. And <laughs> is it like out your nose now, or it's it's a lot smoother from what they say. And they've got a commercial for it in which a unicorn is pooping ice cream, and they use the unicorn to kind of illustrate how they're. I want to know what kind of whopper that unicorn ate. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a black Halloween one in there because there is some green. Uh, But Yeah, this unicorn's pooping out ice cream and they're describing how your body functions when you sit on the toilet.
2: This poor unicorn is pooping for three minutes straight. (laughs) There's something wrong.
1: And then they feed it to kids, (laughs) which is awesome. It's the greatest thing I've seen on the internet in a very long time. And I need to go buy me a squatty potty because... uh, i I can't not after watching this We'll have so, you write
2: a review okay it'll be part it'll be most of a Ggp
1: that that oh it would be an awesome GGP I' tell you what and you know the reviews on their Amazon listing oh my gosh people love this product and the reviews are hilarious as is the product as so. is poop. <laughs> Zook's done. <laughs> That's our
2: show this week. We're sorry. Uh, feedback at zoner at StolenDroids.com if you have anything you'd like to say. Um, or give us a call at 917 geek Again, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Ello, you know, the works. Uh, apologies for last week's audio. We're, we're happy that you guys stuck it out and uh, waited for the redone version of it. We did get it fixed. Uh, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again, hopefully. not not. Uh, until next time cheers and the wine
1: Yay. this has been a Stolen Droids media production